there's multiple shapes and sizes to decide that a real fat guy is just a bear and it's hitting an animal. Well, it's not going to hit a bear. <laughs> well, yeah, I know that. But it will determine the, the... Launch speed? Launch speed? Launch speed? <laughs> Stop, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to put my words together. You're rushing me. Am I helping? No, not at all. No one else can see my hands. Welcome to Launch Speed. Welcome back to Launch Speed, the podcast where we do stuff. We do I'm stuff. Brendan. I'm Brendan. Do we stuff might be an exaggeration. We don't do we anything. We talk about stuff, and sometimes people listen. You gonna introduce me? I'm, I'm Brendan. I'm still waiting on my introduction. You can introduce yourself. I don't know how to do that. And you're Zach. You're damn right I'm Zach. Okay. <laughs> and uh, welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll be here all week. What are we, a radio station yeah. now? <laughs> All right, and now for 75 minutes of ads. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most obnoxious thing about like radio today. Absolutely. It's just the amount of ads, but it's like it's like a a, a two-edged sword kind of, right? Cuz they're losing listenership to to maybe not so much satellite radio, but like podcasts and people like just playing stuff from their phone. And so in order to support themselves, they need to put in more ads and then more people get turned off. It's just, it's just a vicious circle. It's not, it's not going well for them. It's definitely dying. So is satellite radio because like, I don't know if when the last time you bought a brand new car from dealership was, uh, I guess for you, never. Yeah, never. When you buy a brand new car from dealership and it comes with like a two month free trial of Sirius XM, uh, and then you don't like renew it. They, they call you like 70 times and send you mail it starts out with like the Sirius XM logo on the outside and then they they gradually get sneakier and they'll put it in like an official looking envelope it's like immediate response required <laughs> and it's like you open it up renew yeah, I I was never a big fan of like Sirius XM you know it was good uh but when like when like connecting your phone to your car was a real pain yeah when like I, I, they didn't have aux inputs or bluetooth and you had to like uh, like in my old jedi i had to use a cassette tape aux mm-hmm. yeah converter yeah it was good for that but i think it's time it's time has passed yeah i'm kind of ex- like stoked for them to just cancel radio altogether i don't i don't see that happening <laughs> uh not anytime soon anyways okay i guess i guess it's not all around positive maybe maybe the physics committee will be like you know what radio waves are no longer existing 5g has canceled them <laughs> yeah i'm sure someone's gonna say that so we're back in the studio back in the stewed as we agreed to never say again you're right we will never say that again how is your week my man well we got some bear bits first bro oh we do yeah i was unaware yeah no we start we start out with bear bits now roll the tape <laughs> so uh jay sent me this it's, it's pretty good this happened uh a couple weeks ago, maybe a week ago, in Bryce Canyon National Park, Utah. There were two wildlife biologists going to replace the batteries on a radio collar of a 350-pound black bear uh, who was supposed to be hibernating at this time. Wait, wait. They, they didn't, like, encounter this bear? They they went and sought it out? Yeah. Oh. They're wildlife biologists. That's what they do. Uh, Okay. There was a there was a collar on it to like track, I guess, location, and uh, 
location. <laughs> and so, and it was running out of batteries because they, they tagged it two years ago, I think. Okay. Which is also kind of crazy because you admit it was a, it's a young bear. Like wouldn't its neck like grow around the collar? Maybe it's just like one of those, uh, it's like elastic. Yeah. It's like all, it got all the spirals in it and whatnot. And it just like, expands slowly. Hmm. Like a bridge. Yeah. In cold weather. It doesn't expand, does it? No. Okay. Not in cold weather. Okay. I was really confused there for a second. <laughs> My bad. So, yeah. So, so, they, so they went down to this tunnel because the, 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 the bear lives in the tunnel, like a tiny tunnel that they had to crawl through, like exactly the size of a bear, which I don't know. People, I don't think people could do that. I think most people would be claustrophobic. Yeah, I mean, also knowing that there's a bear at the end of the tunnel would also make me not want to climb down that hole. True. So the first guy, he grabs this uh, six-foot, uh, what is it, six-foot thing that allows him to trank the, uh, the bear from a distance from about six feet away. <laughs> <laughs> and so he goes down uh, He goes down to the hole, and then he, as best as he can, runs back out, and he's like, <gasps> it's awake. Did it chase him? So he, it, it was sleepy, right? It had, it's like just woken up. It's supposed to be hibernating. It probably just like wasn't completely under yet. I don't know, like probably get a pee. drifty state, you know, like, like when you kind of fall asleep on the couch sort of, and like there's people around and you kind of know what's going on, but you're really mostly asleep. I think no. you're overanalyzing what this bear was doing. Maybe he just wasn't that's asleep That's what yet. the bear was doing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my take. But he did manage to stab the bear with the trank. Oh, uh, I was like. That winning that desk. Well, I'm gonna trank this bear. Now I'm gonna kill it. <laughs> Stabbed it with a giant knife, uh, severed the trank, and then he was like, "Well, uh, that's probably not enough since it's awake." So he went back down to the hole, and was gonna do it again. And the bear was started coming towards him. So then he it, like escaped out of the tunnel. They got a really good picture though of uh the one guy crawling into the tunnel and a giant black bear maybe ten feet away crawling out of the tunnel. I'm sorry, man. Not it wouldn't happen. It I'm did. also not a wildlife biologist or whatever the hell they are. Yeah. That's what they are. Uh you couldn't catch me with a ten foot pole climbing down that hole. I could do it with a fifty feet pole. They're you, supposed to be asleep. That's not the point. It's like risk versus reward. Hey man, it's their job. It would it seemed like it'd been easier instead of like climbing down the hole and like taking the risk Just of Just throw asleep. some dynamite. That well, you know, if we're looking for tracking purposes, it's no longer asleep, boys. Yeah, but how would you track all the pieces? It'd be everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, like a drone? No, no. Just when it's if it's got a tracking collar on it, like before it was high reading, just go find in the woods and like trank it with a gun, not uh, like not shoot it to death, but just like trank it and then replace the batteries and just leave it. Why go down into its in its hole in its in its home and corner yourself with this thing? I feel that. I don't know. It's based on what I read. It sounds like they do this all the time. So what I'm asking, if they if that's what they do all the time when they first started tracking this bear, did they crawl down in its hole then and be like, "Oh, there's a bear here. Oh, we can put a collar on it." Uh, I would doubt that. So they probably they probably with, did it in the field. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't do it again. Why would you climb down a hole? Batteries are running out, dude. Got to be replaced. <laughs> I mean, the thing's supposed to be asleep for like the next four or five months. So it's, it see it seems like it might be safe. You did know? they get the job done, or they have to go back? So he tra- he tranked the bear the first time. Bear starts crawling out of the hole. They tried blocking the hole with backpacks, 
because backpacks are going to stop a 350-pound bear. Oh, yeah. And the bear starts getting out of the hole, and he tranks it again, and the bear starts running off. And that's a problem because, you know, they're in uh, Bryce Canyon. If the bear goes too far, it'll fall down the canyon. (laughs) Uh, So they tried, like, the bear's trying to get away because he's confused as hell. He just woke up, and somebody stabbed him twice. (laughs) And so he's trying to get away. They held onto his back paws. Try, yeah, right. That's crazy to me, too. Like, I'm not holding on to something that's got talons. <laughs> Tried to stop it from running away, and the bear dragged them down a hill, uh, at which point it fell asleep. So then they were able to replace the batteries. Did they and put it back two in the dudes, hole? Yeah, had to drag a 350 pound bear up a hill in the cold and then put it back down the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> they just like, like stuffing it down the hole. Just like, <laughs> out there kicking it <laughs> yeah, yeah uh it seems like a bad that bad bear's situation. gotta have the craziest like he's gonna tell people after he's done hibernating like yo guys so i was asleep and then i saw these two dudes and i could have sworn i ran away and i woke up back in my den dude aliens aren't real <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like one of those crazy people in the desert the aliens came and got me yeah and they stuck something in me and then i fell asleep <laughs> then yeah, i woke right. up right where i started He's going to have the worst hangover in February. Oh, yeah. Man, that's... I just... What? The, the whole story is just nutso. First off, we're going to be we're gonna move on past climbing down the hole. Fast, why the fuck would you do this in the yeah. first place? <laughs> to hold, like, being kind of like the kicker at the end of the run, like, and everyone's missed their tackle, and you're like, well, I just got to hang on for dear life. And like, right and making the last second play like you're that's nuts. the guy who breaks his neck yeah in friday night lights oh no except he's the quarterback i was gonna say he's the quarterback same thing yeah he and he does a stupid tackle it leads with his head mm-hmm. right and you're not you're not supposed to tackle a bear and no it clearly did you're also work. not supposed to climb down a hole but once again we we're, we're, we're past that we're past that, that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's I, I don't know uh i bet they had the time of their lives though since nobody got hurt, I bet you they were high as hell on adrenaline. Oh yeah, yeah. The at first, I bet immediately he was high on adrenaline, and then like it just kept getting more. Like I'm surprised he didn't have a heart attack at the end of it all. Yeah, and then well, I bet they got really, 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 really low on adrenaline trying to push that bear back up the hill. <laughs> I mean, try dragging a 350 sack, 350 sound pack of potatoes. You want to try that again? 350 pound sack of potatoes. There you go. Up the hill. <laughs> Uh, no. Uh, one, I'm not that strong. I'm not Swole Patrol anymore. And I, I think there's only two dudes. I mean, like, that's that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. I'm proud of them, though. I don't know what I am. Flabbergasted? Who who do they work for? Just Park Services? As far as I can tell, uh, National Geographic, because that's what the article's written by. That's Nuts. absolutely not true. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't <laughs> know who they work for. I don't think it was actually listed in the... Or said, oh, wait, no, 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 BYU. They're Mormons. Oh, no, that explains everything. If you read it, two tablets out of a hat, you'll climb down a hole with a bear. <laughs> <laughs> We're now banned in Utah. Yeah. <laughs> and the, who is it? What's his name? Li Zhao, Ching Chao, Pooh, Winnie the Pooh Bear, whatever the hell his name is. I don't know, President of China? Yeah. He G- still looks like Winnie the Pooh. He Just does. make sure we stay banned in China. He does, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're we're not getting out of that hole. All right, all right. I've got I've got a question for yeah, you. Yeah, shoot. Since I don't think we have any excitements or dislikes, 
Oh, we got. I got one thing. You got one thing. All right. Well, I'll ask you after you. Okay. Go on. Let's. What? Uh, you have one thing. Is it an excitement or a dislike? It's a dislike. Oh no! You're uh, me. I got an email on like Monday or something, and it was like, "Thank you for your order of 600 diapers." I'm like, "Hold up here! <laughs> I did <laughs> not <say>. order <laughs> 600 diapers." Uh, and it was like, "It's being sent to New Jersey." I'm like, "Okay, that's weird." And then I. I uh, I sent an email to Walmart support and was like, hey, I didn't order this. I feel like it was a mistake from somebody else. You know, I don't know. And they were like, oh, we went ahead and canceled your order. Like, blah, 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 blah. If you see this charge on any of your credit cards, you know, re- dispute the charge or something like that. I was like, okay, what? And so <laughs> I, I logged into my Walmart account, which I forgot that I even had. And there was a new billing address. There's a new shipping address and a new credit card <laughs> linked to my Walmart account. <laughs> Actually, the credit card information wasn't saved, but I can see the last four digits of the card, and it's not a card that Casey or I have or ever have had. So <laughs> you could have just got a shopping spree right there, right? Uh, there's, I think, two things happened. One of two things happened. Either one, somebody logged, like, hacked my Walmart account, and then put in their own credit card and ordered something. That's which would be dumb, idiotic. I didn't have, nor nor will I ever have, a credit card linked to that account. Now. <laughs> uh, or secondly, somebody like uh, checked out as guest, and they they entered the wrong email address. Gotcha. Either way, sketch. I'm sure some Brandon Richards is now upset that he ordered 600 diapers, <laughs> and they will never receive them. They still received them. Walmart canceled the order, but it had already been sent. Oh, that was nice of them. I. I don't know. So I mean, now he didn't have to pay for $600. I feel like he probably still had to pay, but I don't, I don't know. I'm very confused what actually happened, but I also don't care enough to get to the end of it. But it was, it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a mystery there for a minute. If it, if it had been charged to your cards, I'm sure you would have cared a lot more about You're it. You're right. You're right. How should a 600, like 600 diapers run? I think it was, I think it was like 300, 300 diapers. 300. Uh, and, uh, some like face cream like anti wrinkle or something. And it was, it was only like 50 bucks, 60 bucks maybe. Huh? Yeah. Diapers are pretty cheap then. Apparently if you're buying from Walmart, <laughs> bulk buy, I mean, 300 diapers is like what? Two almost weeks. a year supply. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, that math is wrong. Are you also not going to vaccinate your kids? Right. Yeah. Essential oils have all the healing power that you need. Yeah. If, and if essential oils don't cover, you can just get the, uh, like the salts. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if you get measles, apparently it cures cancer. Oh, nice. Cause you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's That'll hard. To, it. It's hard to catch cancer when you're six feet under. That's true. Not impossible. Did you know they sell little baby coffins that come in like fire engine green, fire engine red. That's odd. This is from house, by the way. Is it? Oh Yeah. When she like disputes like vaccinating her child, he just like he's like your child will die. Yeah, fair enough. Do you know that there's some cancers that you can catch? Well, maybe not you can catch, but there's a uh, I want to say it's like monkeys or some other animal that they can spread cancer by physical contact. Is it considered cancer then? It's cancer. That doesn't. That doesn't. It's not lupus. It's not lupus. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. How did you find that out? I don't know. Because you're full of useless information. Exactly. Fair enough. Terrifying, though. 
That is terrifying. I feel like it's probably like a cancer that's mutated. Like viruses are now, some of them are immune to antibiotics. Well, yeah, that, I mean, that's because somebody will like take some antibiotics and then like, oh, I feel fine. And like, I don't want to take the rest of them because I already feel fine. And they never completely kill the virus. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess that's part of it. The other part is that viruses are like mutating and evolving. Yeah. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Due to antibiotics. Yes. And not being completely killed off. Yep. Point being. (laughs) Point being. If cancer gets to the point where it's airborne, we're just all totally screwed. Yeah. 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 I am Lord. We're all going to, so we're all going to walk around with like face masks like they do in China. You know, those aren't to protect yourself. Those are to protect other people. Did you know that? Well, yeah. I mean, sick people in a hospital, like they're supposed to wear face masks. Yeah. Uh, because if you cough, uh, it's pretty devastating for other people. Yeah. I just, I didn't know that for a while. And when oh. I found that out, I was like, huh, interesting. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know, man. Whatever. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Here's, yeah. here's the question. Go for it. So I wanted to like, I've got a huge pet peeve with public speakers. We talked about it last week. Uh, about like reading off the powerpoints yeah like that's not my biggest pet peeve i didn't realize i didn't remember what my biggest pet peeve was until somebody was speaking at work and they said good morning guys and then like two people said good morning back and they were like oh come on guys like it's monday hello guys and then like uh, like a couple three people people. i i just i hate hate public speakers that do that nothing says you're more inept at your job of talking in public than repeating your greeting Especially one so generic and so unoriginal. I get, I get the the concept. Yeah, if, I don't. If we were in assembly in first grade, right? That's fine. Okay, because they would be like, you know, at first they'd be like, "Oh hi," like all like maybe two hundred of them, and then like you get them to do it again, they're like, "Oh yeah, I can shout this time," yeah. and then they're all like hyped. But like we're not, we're not ten years old anymore. You, maybe, maybe you are inside a little bit. Not even close. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> No, it does. Does that? Do you think that's a trash, trash move? When when you're talking to adults, yeah, I would okay. say so. Yeah. All right. For like, I, like even even through high school, like yeah, it makes sense. You know, it's like you 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 want a response. You want them to pay attention. The loud noise of. Okay, and this is we're talking about hundreds of people here. Yeah, hundreds of people in an auditorium. The loud noise of hundreds of people responding to a stupid question like that. Uh. We'll get people to pay a little bit more attention, at least for the next five seconds. Yeah. In a work environment, uh, doesn't make sense. Does not make sense. No. It's so... And he does it... I He does it every morning. Every single morning he does that. I feel like I feel like the guy before him, who was his boss, probably did the same thing. And he was like, I guess that's what you got to do. It's, it's in the book. It's in the book. Got to do it. Or, he, or some some mornings he switches it up and he says buenos dias, but it's like buenas dios muchachos. This is a white guy. Is a big black dude. Doesn't sound like he knows Spanish that well. No, not even a little bit. Buenas dios. It's painful. That's like that's like uh who's the guy in Inglorious Bastards? Is that Brad Pitt? Yeah. Grazie. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you have like? Something that if a public speaker does it, you immediately disqualify them as a good public speaker. I don't really go around like watching people do public speaking no, for like a meeting. I mean, like 
anybody who has to talk in to more than one person or two people, like at a meeting, they have to present something. I'm sure you have to sit through that. Uh, not very often. Oh, damn. I guess if they stutter. Yeah. Like I had a college professor who had a stutter. That's right. Terrible public speaker. Yeah, that sounds miserable. It's also really mean to say that. He's a really good teacher. Uh, you know, you're not supposed to help people. Like when they have a stutter and they're trying to get through a word and you like say the word that like throws them off and makes it worse. <laughs> but that's all I want to do in my head. He's like, he's like, what are we playing catchphrase? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I just, I just feel like, you know, here's, here's the word. Like I do that a lot of times when like, I don't know, coworkers or friends or whatever. They're like, they're trying to think of a word and I'll sit there. Like, I know what they're going to say. So I sit there for a second and then I'm like, did you mean this? And they're like, yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, but that's but you that, don't do that with someone who stutters. That that makes sense. It makes sense, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, and I take back everything I said about public speaking and stuff. <laughs> like, like it's maybe it might be good for you if you have a stutter to like go through the speech therapy and then do public speaking. Some yeah, people, some people can get rid of it, but uh, uh, no, I don't have any any pet peeves for public speakers. I don't spend a lot of time <laughs> listening to public speaking. Uh, well, like if you l- listen to like. Anybody who has to talk to an audience, radio station, podcast, like, is there anything that they do that you're like, mm, you know what? I don't like that. And I don't like you now. I guess when they put on a weird voice. Okay. Thinking about like radio. Yeah. Yeah. Good like, morning. Welcome to WJTO5. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's fair enough. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty trash, but that's, I don't know. I feel like somebody did that and everyone, everyone else was like, it's in the book. Like, you got to do it. I think it started with the, the boxing announcers when he oh, would yeah. introduce fighters. Who's that guy? Let's get ready to rumble. Do you think he has that copyrighted? Oh yeah. He better. He better. That <laughs> thing is, that is like the most cliche line of fighting. Right. He, he did that at the, uh, at the Stanley cup in Vegas, the year that the caps won. Nice. Yeah. I was like, cool. I, I, nice. Way I to go, dude. That. I yeah. just want, I just want to know your takes on public speaking. And once again, you didn't provide me with any good. You know, I, I would say, would you, do you count announcers at like sports games and stuff? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same thing. Changing their voice. <laughs> Get ready for the Washington Capitals. <laughs> I think you like, that's what they're taught to do. Like they're taught to be like, to exaggerate certain things and you're just like that sucks it's annoying <laughs> it's like it's like living with jim carrey i i think the biggest thing is is somebody who they like they like wrote what they're gonna say or they have like announcers they have like all the facts in front of them and instead of like looking at them to like refresh their memory they just go for it and they're wrong yeah <laughs> <laughs> like Peyton Manning hasn't thrown a, an like interception in the last like seven games, and it's like he threw an interception like four times, like three like three quarters ago. What'd you what'd you miss there, bud? <laughs> <laughs> I I like one of the things I liked about watching football back when I would watch football is like all the random stats that they have. It's I mean they have to fill up so much time. They just have a stat for everything. Like this is his first first uh, quarter reception over thirty yards in the last twenty seven games. <laughs> Like wow, great, thanks guys. We, we have a mutual friend who did that. He, like before, That's right, he before did. games, he would look up as many as much stats as he possibly could because it's to fill the airtime. Yeah, because nobody wants to watch a broadcast where nobody's talking, except for the guys doing the stats aren't looking up the stats. They're just definitely reading them and paying some intern oh, to look yeah. them up. Well, duh. But 
uh, our friend, he he would tell me stats. He's like, oh, did you know like this and this? I was like, no. No, of course I didn't because know Because nobody that. knows the first quarter stats under the five-minute mark inside the 20-yard line. Right. Because nobody cares. <laughs> it's interesting to hear, I guess, sometimes. I don't know. I It's like those useless stats are just kind of... Kind of a little bit interesting. It's a, I'd say it's a good way to fill airtime, rather than like speculation. Yes. Like, what do you think they're gonna do next to your Brad? <laughs> it's like, shut. It doesn't matter what you think is gonna happen. Mine is where, uh, like, I want to get back to public speaking because we've gone on a massive tangent here. Okay. Uh, another one is where they tell a joke that isn't supposed to be bad like i like public speakers who tell a bad joke and like they just go with the cliche of telling a joke as a public speaker and they just eat it like that's enjoyable because like you know like it's a stupid pun or something like it gets like a small chuckle out of me most times it's so embarrassing though and that's the thing it's just it's so it cringy you, yes like that doesn't bother me what bothers me is when they tell a funny joke but they butcher it can you give an example i know I can't because I will butcher it myself. Okay. <laughs> uh, just uh, like a wedding speech where they, I'm sure you've sat through a bad first man or best first man, best man speech. Uh, the worst one, the guy was drunk and he started reading off Dr. Seuss's The Places You'll Go. <laughs> and eventually they just stopped him and they were like, just, just, just sit down, bud. Just sit down. Yeah. I think, I think I delivered some of like one of the worst, uh, best man speeches, uh, in existence. Really? Not, not for you at Eric's when I was surprised. Yeah. It's like, Oh, by the way, your speech is in a minute. What? <laughs> Say what I'm talking. I've been drinking the entire time. Yeah. And I didn't write a single thing down. It's pretty good for off the cuff. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'd I'd stand I'd stand by that. It was pretty good for off the cuff. Everybody liked it. It wasn't like insightful. It wasn't like you'd been thinking about it for months. No, I because obviously <laughs> hadn't. I wasn't even thinking about it currently. I was trying not to. I get super nervous public speaking. I hate it. Like I like you know how you get like butterflies before like a big game or something. Yeah. Like I get that times a million mm-hmm. when I'm about to stand up in front of people. I lose my train of thought really easily. Yeah. And I tend to uh, be sarcastic, mm-hmm. and that's it. That really killed me in college. That like, doesn't really translate well in front of an audience. No, well, sarc- sometimes, but most of the time, no. Sarcasm does not. So I realized the only way I could be a good public speaker was do satirical like presentations. But when you're in a medical field, there isn't anything satire about that, right? <laughs> Oh, this hurts so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I had to do a job interview that was like a, not public speaking, but it was a presentation to like eight or 10 people in a job interview. How'd that feel? It was like awkward. Was since that, I was yeah. the youngest one there by like maybe 10 years. Were you qualified at least? I think so. Okay. I, I, th- I think I would have been a great fit. Um but they were like, oh, we're going to go with somebody older. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. But it, it was so weird having to do a job interview where you're presenting something. And maybe it's a common thing, but I've never heard of that. And I was not quite ready for it. Also, then after that, because this was like a full day interview, which I get, you know, a small company doing really important stuff. 
It's like a full day interview. And then nobody told me that they were going to do like, not question and answer, but like uh, uh, something where you demonstrate your knowledge. Nobody told me. Ooh. And so then like right after the me giving my presentation, uh, they were like, okay, how do you do like solve this problem? And I'm like, I haven't touched this stuff in like a couple months. I forget. Did you get anywhere? Yeah, I mean, like, with that kind of thing for, like, the technical field, like, computer science and that stuff, like, they help you out a little bit. Like, when you're like, uh, I think this is the way to go. Like, you just, they want to see your process. They want to see you talk through it, think through it. You're supposed to think out loud. Okay. And they want to see how you get from point A to point B, kind of get an idea of how you think. Gotcha. And those things are tough as well. Because when, when I'm used to, like, solving a problem, just thinking in my head, and then I have to think out loud awkward it's awkward so enough about that uh speaking of people who are in the public eye uh D, I forget what their names are but it's like david beinhoff and david something else or donald or whatever db weiss yeah yeah, yeah. that's From game of thrones they are the directors or creators of game of thrones or whatever uh and we talked a while back they were supposed to do the next star wars trilogy yeah they left they left it they're done. Is it scrapped or they're just, they're not a part they're of it? They're not a part of it. Uh, was this like something happened? Some like public outcry? That, no, nothing, nothing like you're canceled. Nothing like that. Gotcha. It was like, uh, I guess creative differences is the best guess that I have. They're probably like, we need blood, sex, and more murder. Incest. And Star was like, yo. Oh, oh, these have been PG-13 forever. Slow it up, guys. I think an R-rated Star Wars movie would be better, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'd just be, like, more gritty, which is what... The, what That's what the Star Wars universe is. It's, like, gritty sci-fi. Yeah, and, I mean, it's it seems like it's been kind of really, really uh, toned down on the violence scene, like, scheme. Since Disney took over, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, the, the fights, the... I mean, the killings have always been relatively clean in Star Wars. They have. Because, you know, when, when you cut someone with a lightsaber, it cauterizes the wound immediately. Did you see the guy who broke down the physics of the lightsaber and if it actually existed? I did not. He's like, if you turned it on, everyone in the room would melt. <laughs> <laughs> That's never what you want. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, like, the, the most graphic kill was uh, Darth Maul, where they cut him in half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked like a pair of legs, a dummy pair of legs and a dummy body falling down a shaft. But I bet it was. I mean, that if it was even that, it was probably all CGI'd. Uh, maybe. I was back in like 2002 or something, 2001. They still had CGI. Yeah. It's it just bad. It would have been a lot more expensive. Yep. You're right. Yeah. So David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. Thank you. Hey, you knew their names. I did that. Why didn't you tell me? I asked you who they were, like what D&D was, and you didn't give me anything. That's just what they're called, D&D. Fair enough. So they've they've left Star Wars Trilogy, so we can cancel the Star Wars Trilogy. That's Yeah, I, I did not have a lot of hope before based on how the last three Star Wars movies went. Four. Uh, the only good one... Uh, Rogue One. Was Rogue One. Rogue One was really good. Yeah, the, the first... Star Wars of this trilogy, not terrible, not very good. The second one was the hottest, Hot garbage. P- hottest pile of garbage I've ever witnessed. And they're like, wait, 
we can put a cherry on top and they put out the solo movie yeah i didn't actually watch that but i heard terrible terrible no, things don't. about it it's it is by far the worst of the movies that have ever come out the worst movie ever of star wars yes so you're saying it's the worst movie ever oh are you putting star wars that low oh no 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 oh whoo I was like, they're not that bad. <laughs> Endgame can go down there. Did you not like Endgame? No, I didn't like Endgame. No. I didn't even watch Infinity War, so I have no opinion on this. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to upset one or two of our listeners by saying Endgame was a garbage movie, but I don't care. Good. Good. Don't care. Yeah. Hey, whatever. Whatever. Other things that are garbage, the <laughs> India nuclear power facility. Yeah, they got hacked by North Korea. Talk about a kick in the nuts and everywhere else. A bunch of rice farmers <laughs> hacked a nuclear power plant. Are they rice farmers? I thought they were all starving. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Kim Jong-un. Is it un now? I don't know. Like Kim Jong-un? It's some angry little man. Yeah. I listened to a podcast about how he was raised. Did we talk about this on the podcast? Yeah, he was like raised in Europe. Yeah, and in like, like Switzerland got, and he got bullied. Yeah. Because he had a stupid haircut and he couldn't play basketball well. And he couldn't speak German well. And he loved basketball. Yeah, but he, he sucked at it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it makes sense that he's crazy. Absolutely nuts. But somehow uh, North Korea managed to hack into an Indian so nuclear power plant. Was, was it like an actual cyber attack by North Korea to India? Or was it just like per chance? I w- it, it was definitely intended. Okay. So one of the quotes uh, from the security guy in, in India, he said he called it an act of war. Last name is Singh. Uh, he was a former analyst for India's National Technical Research Organization. I had it written down right here. I don't know why I didn't, didn't just read it a second ago. Uh, but he said it was an act of war because of the second target, which he couldn't disclose. So they got into part of the network of the power plant they didn't they didn't really do any in my opinion real damage they may have messed some stuff up but nothing like to the physical structure or the operating capacity of the plant okay just some of the some of the external stuff it's probably like uh the readings the the worst that could happen i think is the the sensor readings are more difficult to get to all right to do it a different way uh but nothing like terrible Nothing blew up, you know, because that doesn't happen at nuclear power plants except in the Ukraine. <laughs> and, uh, but they, I calling it an act of war seems a little steep, but that's just what North Korea does. They just like try and stab people with little needles until they get so annoyed that they get themselves blown up. Yeah, I think it's because they didn't lose the first time we went there. We like got a hit with a stalemate. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure there's other solutions to the problem that I won't disclose on the podcast. I'm not going to state my political views. Genocide! <laughs> not going to state my political views. Uh, most people have an idea. Like North Korea is super obnoxious as a country. They are. They're like the little brother that's just really annoying and never leaves you alone and thinks he's bigger and better than you. And he just needs the shit smacked at him because everyone needs a good can of whoop ass opened up here or there. Every now and then, yeah. Everyone needs a therapeutic ass weapon, and King Jong-un apparently has not received his. Right. So I was talking to someone a while back, and they kind of told me why they their opinion on why like North Korea and China are so good at hacking. It's because you go into, let's say, the 
U.S. Department of Defense cybersecurity thing. Uh, they pay you X amount of money. You go into work, but you have to go to meetings. You have to go to meetings. You have to go to like trainings and you have to like do things to help other teams out and like write documents, read documents. Like you have to do everything by the There's book. a lot of red tape. It's a lot of red tape and a lot of overhead. In China and North Korea, you get to work. They say, try and hack this. And then you leave work like 10 hours later. Oh, so you're, you just are goal-driven. Goal Very. And like safety? What? <laughs> <laughs> like China has a couple people to spare, you know? Like that's, well, that's all their like technology, military technology. It's like, you know, who, who cares if the, it's not the safest jet in the world? Yeah, we got the manpower. We got we got hundreds and thousands of these. They might not work, but one will. Right. Yeah. And all, and all it takes is one. I guess, yeah. It only takes one breach for secure like for an act of war as India would go about it. Yep. Yep. So it it makes sense. Uh, who was it? So was it North Korea itself so who did the hacking? It's been linked to the Lazarus group. Uh, partially because of the, apparently there's elements of the code that were the exact same as what the Lazarus group has. So it's, it's not entirely official. And these things are always sketchy to like truly point the blame until somebody takes credit. Yeah. takes credit. And Lazarus is North Korea's state sponsored hacking group. So yeah, it was North Korea. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not hesitating. I'm just going to go ahead and, you oh. heard it here first, boys. So we're getting so what? We've been banned from Utah and also China, China and now we're going for North Korea. I think we were probably already banned from North Korea because we weren't in North Korea. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. That little cocksucker sucks at basketball anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be there anyway. Ever. <gasps> Anything else happen in the world that we should know about? Uh, I mean, it was a pretty pretty mild week. Uh, but the have you heard of the Air Force Boeing X thirty seven? I've heard of Air Force Boeing. I've not heard of the X thirty seven. So the Air Force has a, a Boeing plane. Doesn't seem like the right word. Sp vehicle spaceship. Kind of. It's called the X thirty seven. It's I guess it's a spaceship. It's an orbital spaceship unmanned. Uh, and it just landed last week. For the first time in two years. So it they launched it on a plane. And then it orbited the earth for two years. And then it landed last week. Um, and in those two years that it was flying around. Uh, nobody knows what it was doing. Oh, but, it's 100% a spy plane then. Well, but doing what? Spying. That's what they do. So they, it's They a, just use their little peepers and they just stare at everything. It's, <laughs> it's part of a developmental technology. So that's one of the reasons that we don't really know what it's doing because they're developing stuff. There's, well, that's what they did with the Blackbird. They said it was developmental, experimental, and that it was like one of the best reconnaissance vehicles we've ever used. What's that? The SR-71 Blackbird. It flew it at the very high, like 80,000 feet, reached like Mach 7. Okay, tell me more. It, it's like it's considered the, one of the fastest planes ever built. Okay, and they they we used it to spy on Russia during the Cold War. Oh, okay. And it's it had it had massive faults because to to work at that altitude and speed, it leaked 
all the time and that was a huge problem so it didn't last for very long but it was all considered experimental the entire time they did the project really yeah the sr-71 was exactly what this is just this is going higher <laughs> and lasting, higher. lasting longer yeah and unmanned well, yeah, because if you if you're gonna spy on people and it gets shot down, we don't want another Cold War problem where they like caught one of our pilots behind enemy lines. Yeah, I really used to like that movie. I'm not sure it was actually a good movie, but I liked it. <laughs> Fair enough. So, are you gonna? Maybe it was maybe it was studying aliens. Like, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's, it's out of the Air Force, so we know that aliens are got to be involved. Why is that? Because Area 51. Uh-huh. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. I thought that's where you are going. <laughs> There's some speculation, although uh, the Pentagon has denied time and time and time and time again, that this is a space weapon. So a weapon that would be like space to space to like shoot down satellites. Okay. But that would be cool. That would be cool. That would definitely uh, change the, the game. game. That's what the Space Force is going to do. It would be considered the end game. Would it now? Yeah. We're in the end. What I now. want is a hammer of dawn. That would be so sweet. I don't think a lot of people know what that is, Brendan. Okay. In a video game, you've got a little laser and you point it at stuff, and then a laser with the radius of like 10 feet comes down and destroys it. Yeah. It's like a constant stream of laser. <laughs> it's a laser there. We really like lasers on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Who doesn't like lasers? That's true. That would be nifty. Although, I bet if you were that close to the base of the laser, enough that you could see it, you'd probably be dead. Or at least blind. Or at least blind. It would be like getting hit with a welding torch, like, arc. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can go blind from those in a couple seconds. Really? Yeah. That's fast. Yeah, it burns your retinas real quick. Wow. So, speaking of things that we like, such as lasers, we also love sports cars and luxury cars, don't we? Sports cars. Uh, I'm hit or miss on luxury cars. I guess some of the sport cars would still fall in like the luxury category. So like, I wouldn't want a Rolls Royce. Yeah, but I was like Bentley would be. I would put that in luxury Bentleys. To lug that, that's a luxury sport. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, Aston Martin. Like the, that's a car I want. Yeah, yeah, that's luxury. That's luxury. So, but they're fast though too. Yeah, so they fall in and the sport sporty. Ca- okay, so I want to know what. Sports car slash luxury car has the most polite drivers, or do they even exist? So I I think that I think that the more expensive the car, typically the more courteous the driver. Agreed. So like you don't see someone driving around in a Ferrari cutting everyone off. No, I mean you see Ferrari like sometimes on the belly, you'll see like a Ferrari just absolutely blistering by people, but they're doing it in a way that doesn't seem obnoxious to me. Yeah, they don't they don't come like careening up behind someone's car and like slamming their brakes. They like just drive faster than everybody and just change lanes a lot. Which and they're not cutting anybody off to do it. Yeah, uh, but uh, I was gonna say that like cheaper and and cheaper and more, I don't know. Uh, modifiable cars cars that you would like to mod such as like the subaru wrx i think is one of the most unpolite drivers i've ever dealt with really yes i can't i've been there's been so many times that a subi has come up beside me and then not let me get over if like i put my turn signal on they just if i try to slow down they'll break with me and if i try to speed up i mean i'm in a jeep so that's not going very fast and they just stay and they just basically keep me in the left lane 
That's never happened to me with a Subaru. Well, yeah, because you drive one. Yeah. Jeeps, though, on the other hand, they just never let me out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> if you get cornered by a Jeep, it's because you're a really, really bad driver. Or you're like in a two-legged horse. <laughs> like a Jeep. Like a Jeep. <laughs> uh, I, oh, most polite. Oh, yeah, most polite. I don't know. I was thinking impolite for some reason. I'd say Lexus would be the most impolite. Okay. Fair for, enough. I guess for luxury cars, I'd say. For sports cars, definitely WRXs are the most polite. Like, whenever I'm near one and, like, I need to get over, if I put my turn signal on, he backs up, gives me the space, and lets me over. You guys are a cult. I mean, the Jeep's the same way. <laughs> right. I mean, if I... Except for people in WRXs actually wave back. Hey. Got him. Hey, Jeep, Got Jeep drivers do wave back, but a lot of time it's like their dad bought the Jeep and they're out cruising around and they're just rude little pricks that don't know courtesy. Hmm. I'm trying to think of I know anyone who meets that description. Just trying to think real real hard. Thinking, yeah. Just, I don't know. Just thinking. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, I was, Zach. I was going to say the most polite, you know, more expensive car is I was, Lexus was up there for polite for me. I've never had any problems with Lexuses. Ooh, I think people who drive them are oftentimes very mm, mm, not good. <laughs> I was, this is going to blow your mind. You ready? Yeah. Audi drivers. No way. Dead serious. They are incredibly polite. If, no way. Yep. No way, no how. I mean, just driving on the Beltway, there's there's a lot of Audis, but they're not they're not like the A3s or like the A4s, like the cheap, easy to come by Audis. You're that, talking about like the R8s and the Yeah, they're like A like they're like A8s or yeah. R6s. Mm-hmm. Like they're and they always avoid you so yeah the more expensive the car the yeah. more courteous the driver because they don't want to get that shit fucked up but let's let's we got since we have talked about the most polite vehicle what is the most discourteous vehicle nissan no chevy bmw okay i get behind that yeah they're probably the rudest drivers on the entire road well because they're also in a weird cult but it's but they, they're different. Not, they're not even polite to each other, though. Right, but they think that BMWs are the best cars that money can buy. Yeah. Besides, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's if you buy a BMW, you are in the cult, and therefore you can only buy BMWs. Right. Uh, and then also, your goal in life is to cut off as many people as possible and do erratic things. I saw someone driving the other day who just wouldn't let anybody in anywhere. <laughs> I'm like, why? Why are you doing this, bud? <laughs> Those are the drivers that if I can finally get in front of them, I brake check the hell out of them. But not like the way like you brake check them and get them hit. Like they like hit the back end of you. That's stupid brake checking. I do the brake checking where like I touch my brakes to like get them a heads up that like, hey, this brake's coming. And then I start slowing down for no apparent reason. <laughs> <laughs> just I just bring Got us in. I just bring us down to like five miles an hour. And then they pass me because I drive a Jeep and I can accelerate quickly. But I at least inconvenience them. And then they never get near me again. Like they just fly off and I never have to deal with them. Again. That'll do pig. That'll yeah. do. You have something about Jeeps in here. I see. Yeah. We had a, we had part of a conversation yesterday about four door versus two door Jeeps. Yes. And, and, and you, you think a two door Jeep is the best car, Vers- best version of Jeep, best car money can buy. <laughs> no, and you think that a four door Jeep, <laughs> Is absolute hot trash. I think four door Jeeps just look stupid. They look 
hideous. It's like the Jeep is an iconic vehicle. You can't argue that. It is. The the way a Jeep looks is iconic. I can argue that all I want. I know you can argue. But I won't. So the two-door is what that icon is. It's the two-door vehicle. But when you put four doors on it, it just looks like an alien. An alien? <laughs> it looks like it's it, – it just looks terrible. It looks exactly the same Not from even... the front and the back. Fair enough. And the top. No, it's, it's a too, little longer from the top. Too, it looks like a short bus. With that <laughs> many doors, it looks like a short bus. You might as well put Calvert County Public Schools on the side and have a bunch of seatbelts in there and wheelchair access. Because that's what a four-door <laughs> Jeep is. You think? Yes. See, because I'm, I'm with you halfway there. I think that the two-door Jeep is the iconic Jeep. Like, when you think of a Jeep... That's what you think of. Yes. For me, at least. You know, I don't know. Uh, but then a four-door Jeep, I think they have such a greater potential to look badass. You you what? put all the pretty boy mods on them, and you lift them, and you get the bigger tires, and the push bar, and the armor, and, like, everything. And uh-huh. they look like they look like military vehicles at that point. And that's badass. That's a fair argument, but people who buy the four-door Jeep tend to not do that because they bought it for family reasons. I uh, I don't know if I'd agree with that. I see a lot of them. I see a lot more good-looking four-door Jeeps than I do two-door Jeeps. Wrong, because every two-door Jeep looks fine. I said good, not fine. <laughs> I have a neighbor who they like just got a Jeep last summer, and then all of a sudden there was like... 50 jeeps in our parking lot every day because they joined the cult and had the cult over to their house to look at each other's jeeps (laughs) and it's like 40 degrees outside and they still have the back part of their soft top down that's still open that's nuts because they drive a jeep I, i mean i drive a jeep but i it's cold isn't it and i don't drive with the top i i've only drove with the top down at the beach this year. Yeah. I other every it's just it's not comfortable to drive in a car with the top down. No, not it, really. No. I mean I can see it in some sports cars. Uh that like having the top down is like fun and like it's a nice day. Like totally get that. Like, Very a, nice and like why a, you do that. Like a Mazda yeah. Miata, perfect iconic vehicle to have your like have the top down, enjoy a nice afternoon cruise uh-huh. and flip it on a bank. Yep. Uh <laughs> but then like the Jeep though, like it's it's a it's a beachy vehicle or it's a mountainous vehicle, which I don't know why it is because it seems so it's so underpowered. It's pathetic. Yes, agreed. Uh, but like it's a great beach vehicle, and that's a good time to take the top off because you're enjoying the sun, you're enjoying like the fresh sea breeze. But then like in Calvert County, uh, there's no reason to have the top down ever because it's either too humid and you cook alive or it's raining. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, there's we had we only had about a week of fall this year. It would have been nice then. Yeah, it's like nice and like seventy five degrees outside. The sun doesn't like melt you. It's not super humid and it's not raining because we haven't gotten a lot of rain. Yeah, but the the other thing is driving with the top down, uh, with a sports car. Like it's kind of smooth. Like it's just it's not like buffeting. But when you drive a jeep with the top down, 
It's like driving a shoebox with holes punched in it. Sorry, it's like that when you drive a Jeep with the top up, too. <laughs> it's it's just the wind that hits you, it comes in massive gusts. Yeah, although I swear when we were going down to North Carolina uh, and we had the windows down in the Jeep, there was just a constant stream of air like looping around the side view mirror and going directly into my ear, just like down my ear canal. That's because you've got Dumbo-like ears and they just catch all the wind. Like I had to ask you to put your head back in the window because we were losing fuel economy. <laughs> that's that's it. I don't know. I I would I would I would rather get a four door Jeep, especially because of the practicality. That's such a stupid argument for that vehicle. You well, don't buy the Jeep because it's practical. If you, okay. if you were smart and practical, you wouldn't buy it. That's true. But if you really need a Jeep, <laughs> then... Stop doing that. <laughs> Sitting over here playing with your shifter. <laughs> like most Jeep drivers do. Speaking of military vehicles, we got the new Call of Duty. How do you like it, bud? How do I like it? Yeah. I haven't played Fortnite in over a week now. Wow. So that's how much I like it. Good, good. I it's uh, I didn't realize that. I mean, I knew that Call of Duty was one of my favorite first-person shooter games that I've ever played. Uh-huh. But I didn't think that it was going to still be my favorite. The the game mechanics and everything. But once I it's this is the first Call of Duty I've gotten into in a couple years. Very long time actually. And I love it. It it feels like it's well put together. It's clean, and the gameplay. Uh, it's frustrating enough to where I want to keep playing it because I want to be better than everybody, but it's not so frustrating that I want to quit in rage. I understand that. What's your favorite part about it? Favorite part about it is there's a new mode. It's two V two. Yeah. It's called gun game. And honest. No, no, it's not. It's called gunfight. Is it called gunfight? Oh, who cares? (laughs) It's whatever. It's a great concept. Because, I mean, Call of Duty, the the toxicity was built off of killing somebody a bunch of times in a match and then having them message you, 1v1 me, bitch, and then going <laughs> to Rust and settling who was the better player. And they're like, you know what? People enjoyed that so much. Let's do, let's do 2v2s because it's so much better when you can talk shit to other people with your best friend. Right. Yes. I, I have had to turn off voice chat, though, because the toxicity is unreal in Call of Duty, and I, I love it, and at the same time, I it's hate it. It's distracting. Yes. It's distracting. Yeah, my favorite part is definitely that 2v2 game mode. It's like it's like paintball. It's like 2v2 paintball. Yeah. And it is it is wonderful. It is a lot of fun. It's tactical enough that it's, uh you know, more than just, like, who can hit shots better. There's a little bit of strategy going into it, but it's not so tactical that you have to learn a hundred things about a hundred different things and the skill cap isn't very high but it's still high enough to be enjoyable yeah i agree because it's a lot of fun if the skill cap was super high you'd run into players that you just could never ever beat if the skill cap was super super high it would be a lot more like overwatch yes which this last week announced overwatch 2 which is the like most unprecedented way to do a sequel I've ever seen and I'm actually really excited about it now. You're excited about it? It seems rather pointless to me. I agree. Yes. So I I agree that Overwatch 2 is stupid. 
But the way that they're going about it is really exciting. Yes. So Overwatch 1 is just PvP player versus player. Overwatch 2, they're adding player versus environment. So you play against the CPU. They're adding storyline. But they're keeping everything from Overwatch 1, the PvP, which is the thing that I enjoy. Yeah. And they're giving like all the... They're basically merging the two. So if you bought Overwatch 1... You don't have to buy Overwatch 2 if all you care about is PvP. Yes. Which they, is really cool. And the the thing is, I feel like they're shooting themselves in the foot because by by combining the PvPs, there's most of Overwatch's gameplay is solely for PvP. No one cares about Overwatch's storyline. Yes, it might be interesting, but you're not gonna buy a sixty, eighty dollar game just to play the storyline. When you already have the best part of the game, which is PvP. Well, I'm not. But what I really think about this is it's a very, very good marketing ploy. Very good. Because everyone who played Overwatch 1 and was like, man, I wish there was like a little bit more storyline. Which I feel that. like The, the lore, the, the intellectual property is like really good, but they didn't expand on it enough. And so in Overwatch 2, they have the chance to do that. And everyone who bought the original one and wanted that they're they're getting exactly what they wanted so they can spend the 60 bucks or whatever it's going to be for overwatch okay. 2 and that's not me but at the same time other people who are like eh, i think overwatch is kind of like you know dying out you know people don't really play it as much anymore uh they'll see overwatch 2 and they'll be like hey this is a good chance for me to get in the game i get all this extra stuff like this could be fun yeah and then also i get you now you, br- you bring a good point there and then you've got people who are like, man, like who played it two years ago, Overwatch, you know, the updates are re- like the patches and introducing new things are very slow to come in Overwatch. Yeah. Which is, which is fine for most of, most of the players, I feel like. Right. And they're, they, people who quit two years ago, are like, oh, Overwatch 2, like that sounds really interesting. They're not going to do any research. They're going to get in there like, oh my God, it's Overwatch 1. Hey, they spent the money. <laughs> they spent the money. That's suckers. all they care about. It's a corporation <laughs> in it to make money, not to satisfy their customers. Well, isn't Blizzard the ones who just like you can't they support China? They they did some sort of vague apology. They had their BlizzCon, the conference that's all about Blizzard and I guess Activision now. Uh they had it this past week and they made some sort of vague apology that I didn't even bother reading about because I no longer care. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. China is only one of like three or four countries having major, major citizen protests right now. So it's hard to keep up. <laughs> it is hard to keep up with what's going on in the world. But that's not what we're here for. Yeah, you're we're not, right. We're not here to inform the people about what's going on politically. So on that note, I think it's time for us to get the hell out of here, hit some smash up, and go for me to go home. Yeah. Sounds like a plan, dude. I enjoyed this. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good one, guys.